Today's word was preached by Presbyter Tiago. May the Holy Spirit open up your eyes, ears, hearts, and minds to receive God's word. God bless you. You know, the epistle of Peter is coming to an end. The first epistle is coming to an end. Um, and um, um, in the groups, uh, as I was hearing, you know, we were talking here in the, in the beginning, the groups, they're, they're having uh, discussions. They are really, really interesting. Imagine you're talking about the wives submitting themselves to the husbands. It's always a big talk. It's always a big topic, you know, and, uh, and husbands, uh, the way you got to act, you know, it's always a big topic. And again, you got to go back to why Peter is saying those things, man. Now, Peter is saying those things because he's teaching the church in Greece to really understand what church is all about. And it's so funny that we started this year um, saying that we have to pay attention how to be church. Really, the Lord is showing us how to behave ourselves in regards to being church. So, our hearts are with uh, Max and his family, um, Emerson, his family, those who couldn't be here for different uh, reasons, uh, those who are traveling and are sick. Um, but praise the Lord, we have uh, this tool, uh, this instrument um, online. Uh, also, Pastor Jamerson and his family, they had the COVID last week, and they were very, very ill you know, it was the first uh, um, contact I had with people that were really, really sick. Um, but they are good now. Praise the Lord. So um, it's a week that's passed, and they're good. I'm sure they are. Uh, they're going to be watching us at some stage. They have their own services there on Sunday night. Um, but how to beat church? And that's a curiosity that um, over 2,000 years, slowly what the apostles created by the power of the holy spirit kind of lost itself and obviously we do have you learned this in revelation 2 with the uh, church of philadelphia you do have those churches scattered around the world they're still as with the brotherly love church that missionary church that church that is still in the heart of God, and the, and the Lord has nothing uh, um, uh, bad to um, talk about them, like we see on the list of Revelation 2, which, by the way, on Tuesday, we're going to recap that, but in a different angle. So what we're trying to achieve is to really touch how to be church. And Peter is doing this to the Greeks. Peter is teaching them from the start, from the scratch, uh, about all this stuff. So basically, um, Christian suffering is one of the uh, big topics that Peter will talk about. The conduct um, in the light of after your salvation. Obviously, if you are saved, you're supposed to act in a different way. Now, the believer's life in a hostile world. How can you live in a world that hates you or hate your moral? Or hate the aspect of family, the way we preach. Um, oh, yeah, you can get married now. And, and if you don't like your wife, you just leave her <laughs> and find another. So that's the sort of preaching the world will give you. And, and Peter is, hold on, I have more to say. Obviously, the Christian service in the light of the coming chief shepherd. There will be a point in time that the prophecy... Oh, of Jesus coming back will be fulfilled. Now, Christ, when he ascended to heaven, he promised that he would return. And this is coming. This is very, very close. Now, Peter is already preparing the Greeks 
to say, be careful. Do the deed of the church. Live a life of a Christian. Be wise in the spirit because the chief shepherd is coming. Jesus Christ is coming back. And when he comes back, he doesn't come to die. He comes to judge. So there is all this aspect of judgment coming. And the first ones that experience um, resistance and judgment, so to speak, in terms of going through very hard times, tribulation and so on, is the church. Because the church is really, really being crushed by the Roman Empire here. And Peter is saying, be cheerful. Be church according to how you were taught and hold on to the end. So basically that's the message the apostles have given so far. And that's what Peter is teaching the Greeks uh, in, in their churches. And that's what his epistles is all about. So, so far, some of the highlights that we, we've um, in, um, uh, witnessed here is laying aside all malice. All deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking. Remember this? Peter tells them, leave all these sins that you used to have, that you used to do. Leave it aside because now you are saved. Now you have a new life. You were born again. We're gonna talk, we talked about baptism last time. That's what the baptism is all about. When you physically proclaim that you died and you're being now buried under the water you resurrect with christ so you die with christ and you resurrect with christ so there is a new way of life no more of this stuff so we saw also about holiness the whole concept of being to, to be set apart remember gabby we spoke about, about that quite strongly in the group to be set apart to be holy is to be set apart is to really Keep yourself within the whole aspect of God, the divinity of God. Uh, you know, just turning, your, turning away, turning all this evilness that we used to do. And sometimes we still do because we are failure creatures. We got to fight against our flesh and keep, keep all this stuff aside and live before our Father. So it's a big topic because obviously that's what dif will dif differentiate in actions what, what, who the church is in before the world and obviously enduring the word that's the message obviously and uh, for the, for it is better um, for it is better if it is the will of God to suffer for doing good than for doing evil <laughs> they were suffering remember I told you the emperor was Nero the emperor he was probably the worst emperor ever he was evil evil that he was burning christian alive and peter here he says you gotta honor the emperor you can't pick up arms and fight against it you know there's people now in new zealand protesting against jacinda let me tell you something by right democratically speaking you can do that you can that's not a crime what it is a crime is you being punched and, 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 and put in jail by the government because you're protesting. Now you are acting democratically and you could do it, but Christians, Christians have to remember their first goal. What's our first goal? What's our first action as Christians in this world? Is, this to, pro is it to protest politically? politically? No. We're not here to protest politically. We are here to preach the gospel. 
We are here to be church. We are here to pray for the sick. We are here to feed the poor. We are here to um, bring light to the world, to be salt in the environment that is dull, like Molly prayed. So that's the first aspect, and Peter is teaching this here right now. We are witnessing things in the world right now that takes you, church, away from your goal, which is to preach the gospel, which is to be salt in the earth, which is to be light in the world. Right, Molly? I was finding strange because I couldn't see much. <laughs> now I can see. Now, we finished chapter 3 last week with this year, one of the highlights. First <clears throat> Peter chapter 3, verse 18 to 22. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit, by whom also he went and preached to the spirits in prison who formerly were disobedient, when once the divine long-suffering uh, long waited in the days of Noah, while, while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is, eight souls, were saved through water. There is also an antitype which now saves us, Baptism, not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ who has gone into heaven and it is at the right hand of God. Angels and authorities and powers having been made subject to him. So here he closes the chapter, you know, kind of giving the explanation of um, how Christ died so we could be alive spiritually. The baptism that you go through does not clean your flesh. That is a declaration spiritually and also publicly that you are dying for the world and the life you have. And you are coming back a newborn creature spiritually to walk in the truth of Jesus Christ. So you are taking his um, life to you and he's now living inside of you do you know that this is the first oh um, i mean that's the only christianity is the only religion <coughs> or even ideology if you will that preaches god lives inside of you that god wants to have a relationship with you buddha doesn't speak about that krishna doesn't speak about that allah doesn't speak about that all those religions that we hear and that we know really well, they, not, they do not teach relationship with your creator. Christianity is a different game. Christianity is a different life. Because God wants to be part of your life. He wants to make everything new. He wants to transform that which is not good into good. He wants to transform broken marriages. He, he wants to transform and give good to that which is bad. So that's the key here. And he's, he, Peter closes his chapter 3 with this explanation that now everything is in the power of Jesus Christ. So he goes into chapter 4 and he's going to give one of these um, very important words in the English Bible. Let me give you this. Therefore, okay, in conclusion to what I've just said, there's more. That's what he's going to continue here. 
So let's just have a word of prayer quickly. So we go into chapter 4, completely powered, eh? Let's go. Father, we pray, your, uh, pray that you um, give us the um, um, spirit, intelligence, Lord, the uh, uh, eyes of the spirit so we can see that what you are talking to us. You want to hear, Lord, your word, your message. Be transformed by it and be edified. It is in your name, Lord, that we bring this time together, Lord. It is in your name to honor you and ask for an edification, Lord, right now, in Jesus' name. Amen. It says, therefore, so, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same mind. For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. That he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh for lusts of men, but for the will of God. Now, when Christ died, he died so you could die as well. And when Christ resurrected, he resurrected so you could resurrect it also. So we can now live in the spirit like he did. He's, he's always God, but he's always man. And he is man, so we can look at him and say, this man is perfect. And I want to follow his footsteps. I want to push all the lusts of man aside. Because that's what he is teaching me. Now, what is that? I question myself as I prepare this message. I question myself. I, I, I look at the text and I want to... I wanna, I want the Spirit to answer me, what are those lusts of men? Now, straight up, when you speak of lust, you think about sexual immorality, right? Pornography, stuff like that. But here, I think what Peter is really trying to um, say here is about every fleshly desire that men have. Everything. Pride. Wrong actions, the tongue, everything that we speak, evil speaking. All those five sins that we spoke last time is the lust of man. We quickly think that this is about sexual immorality or whatever. But the lust of man is, it goes beyond that. Satan did not um, become Satan because he was lusting sexually. Satan is Satan. He was Lucifer, this beautiful angel in charge of the songs of heaven. This cherub that was in charge. And he fell because of pride. He fell because he wanted to be like God. He fell because he thought he, he wanted to puff up, to show off, to be something that he was not supposed to be. It wasn't anything about sexual immorality. There was no pornography. There was, it wasn't about that. It was pride that brought him down. We're going to talk more about pride in the next chapter. Because that's a big deal for men. Men are easily uh, um, guided, into, guided into pride. Oh, you see what I did? That was awesome. You know, because that's what I do. That's the kind of thing I do. I was trained for it. <laughs> you know, as I drive here today, I think of Max... And his family, I think of Jamerson and his family. I think of Alini. I think of people that are sick and they have been 
broken physically because of this or that. And I questioned myself, why, Lord? Why are those people going through this stuff? Why, why is this happening to your church? Now, this is a question. <laughs> they already know the answer because I know the Bible. But we forget. We forget that we are humans. We forget. And the Lord doesn't remind me that. What the Lord reminds me is this. Chago, I am in control. I am in control. Chill out. That's not up to you. That is not, it's not up to the worship team. It's not up to the church locally. It is not up to your good chair and your um, videos or whatever. It is not up to that. It is not up to your knowledge, not up to what uh, the way, the life you have. It is up to me. I'll do it. I'll look after them. I'll heal them. I'll bring them back. I'll keep them together. I will um, sh uh, feed them. You do your, what you have to do. Molly, you do what you have to do. Child, you do what you have to do. Anna, you do what you have to do. Do, you, do our, your part, the Lord says to me. And I'll do the rest. That's up to me. It's not up to you. I am in control, not you. So pray for them and they will be healed. That's the only message the Lord has uh, to me in that regard. So truly, I just have to focus and trust and really wait on the Lord. We as lust of men, as uh, sins of men, we don't want to wait, do we? We're always in a rush. We're always in a rush. We're always trying to do things according to our own will. It's not about that. When you give yourself to the Lord and we'll have the chance to proclaim this, declare that we are Lord, the Lord's when we take the, the cup and the bread. We take him as our guide. He's the one who will take us by the hand. So we are supposed to live, and he's, Peter is telling the church in, in Greece that we are supposed to live like Jesus did, sinless, and put all this lust aside, okay, for the will of God, by the way. It is not for you to be purified. It is not for you to, to be a holy man that, it, that can, you know, perform miracles and stuff like that. It is for the will of God. Now, it took me a while to understand why I come to church. It took me a while to understand why we preach the gospel. It took me a while, a while to understand why I take my family 7 in the morning all the way to 10 at night. And be dealing with other people's problems that I didn't have to. It's because of love. It's because we love God first. And then we love others. It is because we are not here to receive money. <laughs> I never got paid to do what I do here. Never got a penny for it. In fact, I give more money than I ever given before. And I keep giving it. And I keep watching the Lord multiplying this all the time and i'm always surprised with what the lord is doing with other people's life i'm watching i'm watching and it's not up to me it's up to the lord it is not about what i do it's about what the lord is doing it's really out of my hands so we do this for the will of god we don't do we don't, we're not here because of us we're here because we love god it is unconditional the lord is not giving us Anything but eternal life already. Surely when you seek the Lord, you find him. 
And when you seek the Lord, you find good marriages, good families, you know, good, good, good talking, you know, healthy stuff for your spirit. And you live prosperly. Not rich, prosperly with what you have. So you're happy. You're happy in your job. You're happy with things because the Lord is with you. And we do this. We're here as, a, as Christians because we love God. That's it. That's all. For we have spent enough of our past lifetime, this is Peter saying, in doing the will of the Gentiles, doing the will of those who don't know God. When we walked in lewdness, lust, drunkenness, rivalries, drinking parties, and abominable uh, idolatries, in regard to this, they think it's strange that you do not run when, uh, when, uh, with them in the same flood of dispensation is speaking evil of you. Now, people get, they, they get strange. They get, they get frustrated that you don't do stuff that you used to do. I remember I lost all my friends when I arrived in New Zealand, after I met the church, after I got converted, after I got baptized. I lost the, the, my old friends that I used to go in drinking parties, that I used to go into drunkenness and rivalries. I, you know, idolatry, even idolatry. You know, I knew God. But I, I had, I, you always have your idols, and that's a, that's, that's a different conversation. But we have to put those idols aside. Sometimes it's your child. Sometimes it's your wife. Sometimes it's your Audi. <laughs> I know it's not your Audi. It's my Audi. You know, they're red, you know, A4, S4. That's the, uh, that's, that's the idol. Th something that is taking you away <laughs> from, from, from the Lord. I lost all my friends back then because they didn't understand that I didn't care about the, that stuff that I used to do. You know, exchanging pornography on your WhatsApp. Say, man, don't, don't send me this stuff. I don't want to know. I don't, I don't care about this. Eh, you now, you're Christian now, huh? <laughs> they don't get it. And they will speak evil of you, and that's a promise. That's right there. Peter is telling them, okay? Don't find it strange, okay? Don't, don't worry about it, you know? In regard to all those, they will think it's strange, okay? Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> For you were once darkness, but now you are light, right? When you know Christ, something changes. When you have a real encounter with Jesus and his message, a message that takes you to heaven, not to hell, to heaven, you understand that you were darkness and what you were doing, the way you were treating your wife, the way you were treating your friends, the way you were treating your, your employees, your uh, uh, workmates. The way you dealt with them is now different because now you are light and you do things in a different way. The world does not understand that. There's something in the, in, in, in the Bible that also speaks that the world doesn't understand that. And the world doesn't want that, by the way. They will give, now these Gentiles, those guys that find it strange that you are now light, they will give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. For this reason the gospel was preached also to those who are dead, and that they may might judge according to men in the flesh, believe according to God in the spirit. But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious. And watchful in your prayers. Church, that's, very, that's a key passage 
Be serious and watchful in your prayers. Be serious about Christianity. People come to church just to come. People just say they're Christians because they want to say. The Bible teaches to be serious. And I remember I grew up in, a, in an environment where people say that, oh, you are, you know, I, um, I, um, you know, I'm not in the church now. I'm not a practicer. I'm not a doer of Christianity right now. I may go back one day, but not right now. <laughs> you know, this, this aspect of you being in the church now, but now you're not. But then you again, and then you are not. Now, this, this step in and out, this foot in and foot out, that doesn't exist. So you either take that seriously or you don't. Or you either are this warm Christian or you are not. Or you are cold. And the lukewarm is the Christian that Jesus wants to spew out from his mouth, the word says. So there's no really choices here for us but really to take this message and understand come on what am i doing with my life after i was saved you know now that i know this message what am i doing here with this i gotta be serious and i'll be i gotta be watchful in your in my prayers i really have to come around a life that before is being described as darkness and I've come around now to a life that's being described to be light. Things that people don't understand. People of the world don't understand. And you can take that to Romans 6 and understand all about being serious Christians and, 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 and the sanctification process. Let me tell you something about this. Holiness, to be set apart, sanctified, to be set apart. That is a lifetime process. That is a lifetime process. You're not going to become pure and perfect tomorrow because you fasted 24 hours, because you prayed nonstop. You're not going to shine like Moses did. Well, if God wants you to shine, he, he, might, he might make it. He can do all things. But that's not the thing. Sanctification in the Lord is a lifetime process. To be set apart for his purpose is a lifetime process process the church must understand that when we take our days just to come on sunday and whoo you know i'm a christian now i'm going to church that's all good you know i'll go to the group that's what i do you know i love the group the group is my thing i'll just go to the group but then during the week you know or with the rest of the church you don't you're not part of it you don't want to you know you know what uh I don't really like to go with too many people. <laughs> you know, my baptism, or maybe just Molly should be present. I don't want Raphael to come because, you know, Raphael, you know, he's a boy. You know, he's a guy. I, I, I didn't want him to, be, to come out, to, come to, to see me getting baptized. What? Come on, wake up, church. That's Peter's teaching here. Be serious about it. You know, be watchful. Pray about it. He continues, verse 8. He says, and above all things, have fervent love. Have what? Fervent love for one another. For love will cover a multitude of sins. You forgive. That's, that's what he's saying. You were, people were sinning against you. you. You forgive because you love them. Love will cover all this. The love of God 
covered our sins so we can be saved. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies. That in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. It seems like he's going to finish now. No, he's not going to finish. But I think to minister your gifts one to another is really what makes us church. I will tell you something that maybe you've never heard this before. And we can probably talk about it later in private if you want. But I'll give you a statement that as I think about it, as I pray about it, that comes in mind. Your gift as church, as men and women of God, your gift, the gift the Spirit has given you, it is not for the world. Your gift, it is to the edification of the saints. It is for me to be edified. When you speak in prophecy, you are edifying me. When you are hospitable, you you looking after me, the church. When you have your gift in the spirit, you are to a, the equipping of the saints. And you can go back and read this in Ephesians 4. Our Tuesdays is all about that. The gifts that the church has, it is not to edify the world. It is to edify the church. You got that? We can challenge this later if you want. It is not for evangelism. It is not to show people how gifted you are. Okay, let's sit down here, guys, and let's have a, our, our scroll, and it has, let's take a note of what gift do you have. It's not about that. The gifts are to minister it one to another. So we as church can be edified. So we as a group of believers can really be church. Do you follow this? Our gifts, they have to be expressed right here. So if you're a Christian and you're not doing anything with your gift for the church, for your brother, you're missing the point. Of being in church. That's what Peter is saying. That's what Peter is teaching the Greeks. That's the message of verse Peter. Be church. He keeps going. Beloved. So he's talking to Christians. Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which he is to try you. As though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's suffering. That when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you. For the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. And their part, he is blasphemed. But on your part, he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, or as a busybody, you know, a chatter in other people's matter. Yet, if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. <laughs> Probably the hardest message I could hear, Tabby. People will hate you because you're a Christian. 
people will speak evil against you because of your because you're a Christian. And you know what you have to do? Rejoice. Be glad. Because the Lord is being glorified. That's a tough one. It's a tough one to rejoice when people look at you and they despise you because who you are. But knowing the scriptures, it has to take you back to what Jesus did for you. To what Jesus did for me. To what Jesus is doing through me and in my family and in my future. Protecting, blessing, opening doors where I would never expect. When you seek the Lord, you find him and everything that comes with him. And that's the key here. Peter knows better. He, like Paul, was kicked, hated, spat on, stoned, you know, whipped. And he knows that these Christians here, they're taking to the stake and being burnt alive. What is he saying to them? Be glad that you are going through this. Do not find it it's strange concerning these trials because that's what we are supposed to endure. It's a very hard message. But when you are a Christian, we got to go back to the book of Colossians when we went through here. We are aiming the things from above, aren't we? When we are aiming the things from above... <laughs> All this earthly stuff has no power over us. All this COVID-19 has no power over you. No, the fear of you getting sick or the fear of the vaccine that will give me a stroke or something. So what? You know, I do have fear. I fear. I'm, I'm a human being. But the more I, I read the Bible, the more I seek and the Lord answers, the more the Lord speaks to me. Come down. Relax. I will look after you. I will look after your family. I will look after your finances. I will look after everything that is around you. The church, your brothers, your sisters. I'm right here. I'm right there. Don't find it strange that those trials are coming to you. Don't find it. You know, don't find it strange that you have evil stuff in your mind Satan is trying to destroy your mind. Satan is trying to make you fear. The Lord's saying, don't hear Satan. Don't hear Satan saying that you're not worthy. Don't hear Satan saying that you're going to lose it. Don't hear Satan saying that things were never going to change. If the world will change after COVID, you can be certain that the Lord will change you. To fit in this world and not be affected by it. The changes of the world does not change our goal. The changes of the world does not change who we are in Christ. The changes of the world will continue to be to the world. But Christians, as we learn in the previous chapter, we are passing by. And the, the quicker we understand that we are passing by this world, the easier it is to be here. The e easier it is to understand those trials that is coming. That's the, that was their reality. That's were the Christians in Greece reality. Being burned alive by Nero. Evil emperor. What's our reality here? What's the reality of your life? What's the reality of your family? 
these, these are questions that you got to ask yourself. But no matter what it is, the answer, the Lord is here saying, don't worry. Don't be a murderer. Don't be a thief. Don't be an evildoer. Don't be a chatter, a busybody, you know, going into other people's matter. Just be a Christian that is not ashamed and glorify God in all matters, in everything that is before you. In the world, you will have tribulation. Not great tribulation, that's something else. But in the world, we are supposed to have trials. And trials are good for many aspects. We don't want to go through them, but they are good so we mature. You know, Josh and I, we were talking about um, uh, the army, you know, and, you know, he, he has this uh, appealing for, for the um, force, and I was in the army, so we were talking about this, and um, that's, you know, the, the, the whole uh, tribulation aspect of, of going through a process of a soldier is a tough deal. It's very, very hard, and that made me strong in many aspects. When I went through gossips and people speaking behind my back and, and, and stealing from me and hating me and saying things that I am not, those things, they make me stronger because the Lord shows me who I really am. You know who I am? Someone who needs God to do my things. Someone who needs his grace and his mercy to be able to run my life. All these trials that come towards our life, they have a purpose. And I guess, I guess it's my opinion. The biggest reason for them is so we can see ourselves in need of Christ. You see, I will always say this. The difference between people that are outside now and in the world and the people that are sitting here right now is that we understood we need Christ for our lives. They haven't yet. Not yet. Our mission is to proclaim this message so the people outside understand that we are not perfect, but we found a place where there are answers for our questions. Right? So, he continues, coming to an end. For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. Get this. And if it is, begins with us first. What will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? Now, if the righteous one is scarcely saved, where will the ungodly and the sinner appear? Therefore, let those who suffer according to the will of God commit their souls to him in doing good as to a faithful creator. I, you know, I, how many times have I said that the things outside in New Zealand Probably New Zealand is the best place to preach about this. <laughs> the creator is declaring his glory on his creation out there. So let those who know him, which is here he's saying if he's just a few, <laughs> imagine the ungodly now. Where are they going to show up? They're going to show up in hell. There's no other way. You know, as, as I jokingly uh, did the other day. It's either upstairs or downstairs. Hey, Gabby. I said, there's no other way. Jesus is the only way. It is either upstairs or downstairs. So here Peter is 
Hey, so if this, if we are the first to suffer and we are just a few being saved here, imagine the ungodly now. How much more they will go through. Imagine that these guys will have to face the white throne judgment of God and they will have to account themselves to all the evilness that was in their lives. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that because we are good. Here he's saying that we should commit our souls to him in doing good. But we can only do good because we know Christ. We know better. The spirit of God that is inside of us now can say those things. And Peter knows this better than anyone. This is the guy who cut the ear of, of Malcolm, the, uh, the um, um, soldier. This is the guy who said, no, Lord, no one's going to kill you. And the Lord looks at him and says, away from me, Satan. That's the guy who um, denied Christ one, no, two, no, three times he denied Christ. Three times he said, I don't know him. Why is that? Because he was fearful. And that was the macho man that wanted to cut the ears of everyone. The, you know, and now we're going to make things happen here. Lord, no one will take you. I'm going to kill them all. And the Lord says, you don't know why I came. I didn't came for that. Now, this is the same guy that is now saying, hey, Chill out. Don't take arms against Nero. The Lord is in control. Don't take arms against Jacinda. The Lord is in control. Don't take arms against vaccination or whatever jabs or this or that. The Lord is in control. Just take, take the path of the Lord to do what he called you to do. Commit your soul to him and doing good. That's the message. Right here, right now. There are different judgments. I'm not going to go through this, but I truly believe Christians will be, uh, will be um, surprised in uh, 2 Corinthians 5 when, when we Christians are judged. We'll be surprised. I think it will be a big day. I think it will be um, a very uh, impressive moment that we have no idea what is expecting um, us. Uh, on this judgment. Christians will be judged in Christ. Let me tell you this. There are no condemnation to those who are in Christ. Do you know what that means? It means when you go to face the judge, the, ju the judge will look at you and he'll say, you are free to go. There's a lawyer here that has already brought all the evidence I need. And you are free to go. Other people won't have this chance. Other people will have to go to Revelation 20. Where it says of the white throne judgment. It will come to them. And says okay show me uh, your paperwork. Show me your, the evidence that you are free to go. So no, I don't have one. Why not? I don't have a lawyer. Okay but you have the right to uh, defend yourself. So go on. Oh no I, I can't. Because I didn't accept Christ. So I'm sorry then you got to go downstairs. There's no other way. It's either upstairs or downstairs. People have to know the bad news before they know the good news. And the, the bad news are that we are all evil doers. And we are all have fallen short from the grace of God. And we need him desperately. So which judgment people would choose if they knew better? I'm sure that would be 2 Corinthians 5. Where you were presenting what you did in the body. 
your salvation is not in, in charge here. It's what you've done. So my question to you as church now, what are you going to do with your salvation? What are you going to do with this message? Are you going to continue in lust? Are you going to continue in um, uh, um, pornography and, and uh, lies and uh, evil speaking or whatever it is? Or are you going to take a stand and be holy, be set apart to a point where, Lord, I just want to walk your footsteps. I, I know I'm going to fail. But I know I have in you mercy. I know I have in you forgiveness. I know I have in you, I have in you a way out. There is a way out for everything that is you're going, you're going through in your life. There is a way out for those guys that are bu being burned in Greece. Peter knows that. Peter, Peter knows that. And he's teaching them to be church, to be calm, and to say, the Lord is in control. Continue to be the church Paul preached to you. Jesus preached before Paul. I am preaching to you now. And the other disciples did. Continue to be the church the Lord called you to be there in the day of Pentecost. Full of the Holy Spirit. Full of hope and the redemption that draws nigh. Amen. Thank you for joining us today and stay tuned for our next podcast. You can also check our Facebook page, Instagram, and YouTube channel. The All Nations Abba Church wishes you a great week in the presence of God. May the Lord bless you and keep you all. See you next time.